the Polly Pockets with like the rubber clothes, you know, the kind that everyone liked to chew on. Some thoughts probably should not be said out loud, but I recorded mine. Hi guys, it's Mara and welcome back to the podcast where I talk about my thoughts on the internet with all of you. So, first off, if you do not follow the Thoughts Podcast Instagram page, you have missed out on an announcement. But I'm going to announce it here, but you really should go follow the Instagram at underthor, under, <laughs> at underscore Thoughts Podcast. I should just give up now. Anyway, the announcement is that I have decided when it comes to this podcast, I want to produce quality over quantity and um i'm being very overrun by a lot of things right now i'm taking on a lot of internships a lot of part-time jobs and then i also am just trying to make really good content for all of my platforms and i felt like i was kind of given this podcast the short straw of the bunch that's right correct like the short straw uh, like pull uh, okay i think that's uh, oh right anyway I felt like I wasn't giving this podcast what I know that I could. So, to fix that problem, I decided I'm going to start uploading once every other week instead of once a week. So, every other Sunday, you will get a new episode. And hopefully, from doing this, our episodes are going to be longer and they're going to have more topics and just the quality is going to improve. You know, that's what we're going for here. So, today's episode, I wanted to focus on childhood toys because I was thinking about like Christmas and Christmas shopping. As a former child, I feel like I'm qualified to speak on this. And I have made a list of just things when I was a kid that really got me going so much that it like has stuck in my brain all of these years. And these are the things that I remember that brought me joy. Some of them aren't even like physical toys, some of them are like computer stuff. I was a nerd, okay? I really liked computer games. Let's just start with those. We're gonna go with like the best one right off the bat, Webkins. <laughs> I actually um just checked on mine the other day. They are still alive and I'm surprised that I remembered the password. But I had so many Webkins. I was excited when I found a webcam that I didn't have and then I'd always try to find one that like were rare. Like I wanted a rare Webkins. Like everyone had the lion, everyone had like all of these dogs. The frog one was really popular, so I was trying to find webkins that people, like, didn't have. But my first webkin was a pink poodle, and I believe that its name was Rosie. I do not remember, but I really liked playing webkins. Um, I'd connect with my friends on that weird little cell phone looking thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, the... It looked like a Blackberry, <laughs> and it was a bunch of different colors, and I'd, like, connect with my friends on there. And I remember there was this, like, fashion game that you'd have to go to this like game tournament arena thing and there's a fashion game and I was obsessed with that one and there was also a cooking game and I was really really bad at it but I loved playing it it was really fun even though I lost every time um my house on webkins I'd build like these crazy looking rooms I tried to make every webkin their own little bedroom and then try to buy furniture that like matched them so like my pink boodle obviously had like a pink fancy looking room and then I think I had like a horse of course I had a horse but um I made their room look like 
grass and a field. <laughs> At one point, I even got, like, this Webkins hamster thing. This was, like, when I was getting near the end of, like, not playing Webkins anymore. But they had this update where it was, like, a second Webkins world and you could get hamsters. And I had a hamster and it had, like, it was purple with peace signs all over it. And you would go into, like, a separate Webkins world and play with your hamster and, like, connect with other hamsters. And it had, like, the hamster tube thing. I wish I would have spent more time in that world because I, I think I missed out. I don't know. I didn't do a lot with my hamster, but I did have a hamster. I also saw a meme the other day that said, um, uh, the thing that started getting me into crystals was the Kuro shop in Webkins, and I thought it was hilarious, and honestly, it might be accurate. You know, like, the gem mine, you'd go in and, like, mine for gems, and then you'd, like, collect new crystal things, and that's what started my obsession. Alright, the next, like, online game, I only have two, so, like, the last one. I was obsessed with Woo's World, and no one else played it. Like, all of my friends are like, what's that? And I'd, like, tell them to sign up for it. And then they just weren't getting it. I invested so many hours into this Woo's World game. And you, like, make your own little character person. And then you go and make friends online. And, like, they're little character people. And then you could also build yourself, like, a little house. Only I think it was called, like, a unit or something on there. And you could go and play games. And you could go and visit, like, a town. And they had, like, little shopping centers. It was so cute. But I was so popular on Woo's World, okay? I'm not even, like, exaggerating. I was, like, the Woo's character. Um, I think it was because I had, like, seven virtual boyfriends. I was so popular. I had the designer clothes. Like, when I had to go to the shopping places, I was getting the designer clothes, the ones that just came out. There was something called Woo's Cash, and it was, like, you could have like the normal cash that was like free and easy to get you just got over time and then there was woo's cash and you like paid for a membership to get this and i had woo's cash so that's how you knew like i had the good outfits i had the good hairstyles i was so popular had so many friends i would host all of the parties in my little units thing and then i would go out to other people's units and i'd like play all the games and i'd win it was a good time it was so legit i was really good and also this game actually taught me how to spell better so this was probably like 13 14 they had like a chat that you could type whatever you wanted but they censored a lot of words obviously because it was like a younger age group playing it and if you even spelled a word like wrong even if it wasn't like anything inappropriate or like something they had on the censored list if you spelled it wrong they'd like star it out so then I had to figure out how to properly spell words so my chats wouldn't get starred. <laughs> okay, so I don't have any more, like, online games like that because I really only played those two. But I do have this one random memory, and I think this is mostly for, like, 90s kids. I was not a 90s kid. I was born in 2000, but all of my cousins were 90s kids, so I feel like I was in the environment enough that I know some 90s kid culture, okay? I'm with the times, kinda. One thing that just sticks in my head a lot, like thinking about the computer when I was younger, is the old Windows logo and like the giant square monitors. Like they weren't flat, they weren't little laptops. It was like a beefy looking computer monitor. But I remember I used to play Microsoft Paint and I would use the spray can on all of my pictures. I thought it really just spiced it up. The art form was there. Um, it, <laughs> the technique was amazing. 
Also, I can clearly remember the dial-up internet sound for AOL. But I don't know. That's how you connected to the internet. So I'd hear that and then I'd go and play Woo's World. <laughs> I also played Minesweeper sometimes, but I wasn't really good at it. I saw my dad play it a couple times and he was good at it. Not online games, but I did have a bunch of disc games. And I honestly wish I could still find these. They were the bomb. If I could find a way to put them all on my laptop, I absolutely would. But I had a Wheel of Fortune disc game. So fun. Um, again, I wasn't the best speller, so I struggled a little bit there. But still, fun to spin the wheel and stuff and like see how much money I would win. And then I had Freddy Fish, Putt-Putt, and Blue's Clues. Those were so fun. I remember Blue's Clues. You had to like scroll through this house. And I'm pretty sure it was like the same... Was I solving a mystery? I don't really know what I was doing, but it was the same storyline every time, but I don't care. It was so fun. Same with Freddy Fish. It was um that big yellow goldfish and then like the little green fish and you would solve mysteries in that one. That was fun. And then Putt-Putt was like this purple car thing. I don't exactly remember what I did, but I remember I liked it. Okay, I am done talking about the computer. So let's now just go into actual children's toys that I remember from my childhood. And these are like the best of the best because I said so. That's the only reason. The first one on my list is Littlest Pet Shops. I had so many of these. I actually recently went into like this antique toy store and they were in there. They were considered antiques, which made me feel really old, but I loved it. My first one was this like yellow colored poodle looking thing. Wow, my first webkin was a poodle too. I don't even like poodles that much. Like they're dogs, they're cute, but like I'm a lab person. Anyway, my first one was honestly, maybe it was a golden doodle. I think when you looked it up though, it said like golden retriever, but it didn't. It looked like a poodle. My favorite Littlest Pet Shops, I think, were the dogs and the cats. They, I don't know. I like those ones. I really got irritated with, like, the birds that they had to clip onto, like, the little bird swing thing. And they couldn't just, like, sit, like, normally. Because then, when I'm trying to set up my house and set up my Littlest Pet Shop city, they're just, they have a certain spot that they have to go. And that annoys me. I can't switch it up. I can't, like, have them go and visit other houses because there's nowhere for them to sit. And that drove me nuts. I also remember that they had these like little virtual Littlest Pet Shops and they were like screens that would click together. It kind of looked like a Tamagotchi, sort of, but it was like Littlest Pet Shops. And then like my hamster could go and like visit my friend's hamster if we like clicked together our Littlest Pet Shops. And it had like a brush that you'd stick in one side. I think it was like a magnet or something. And then it would start brushing your Littlest Pet Shop. That was so fun. But you had to like literally pay attention to it 24-7 or it would die. And obviously the teachers are not going to let you take care of your virtual hamster during class. So I, uh, I lost a lot of hamsters in my middle school days. Next on my list is Zuzu Pets. Um, I got these stuck in my hair. That was like the first memory that I have is getting them stuck in my hair. But Zuzu Pets were like this robot hamster thing and it had wheels for legs and you would put them down in like these plastic tube looking things you made like mazes and then they'd have like big circles in the middle of the tubes for like their houses 
and you would put them in there and press a button and then they would turn on and they would like wheel around through the tube and then like in their little houses they'd like do little circles and then go back out into their tubes and if you press their noses they'd like tell you that they loved you and then make little squeaky sounds they were so cute i had a pink one with like little white spots and then i had a brown one with little white spots they also had little beds that like were not connected to their tubes i don't think and when you put them in there like to go to sleep they'd snore poly pockets but okay here's the thing it's not the poly pockets with like the rubber clothes you know the kind that everyone liked to chew on it was the poly pockets that had the magnets on them and everything was like magnetic except the shoes i think the shoes were still rubber so you could still chew on those if you wanted to but the magnet ones had like these little tiny circle ones it looked like those flat batteries almost and the magnets would always come out like everywhere and then i was like well crap I had a couple of the Polly Pockets that had like the plastic squishy chewable clothes, you know, but mostly the magnet ones and the shoes always fell off. I don't know why it drove me nuts. Like I would have the cutest outfit on my Polly Pocket, but her shoes would not stay on. I also had this weird um, magnet clothes closet thing where you'd put the clothes on like the little magnet thing in the front of the closet and then you'd put polly in there and then you would like slam the closet doors on her but then she'd come out with like a different outfit like the magnets like swap them automatically and i really like that but sometimes when i'd open the closet she wasn't done with her fit change and she needed some assistance and obviously like you couldn't do the shoes because the shoes wouldn't stay on okay this next one is for the horse girls <laughs> listen okay they were fun and i wasn't like that kind of horse girl i was a cool horse girl who <laughs> I was a cool horse girl, okay? I was balling on Woo's World, so don't come at me for this one. But for my horse fanatics out there, Briar Horses. These things were not just collectible, but this one was big to me, okay? They were big. I wasn't huge on, like, Barbies or anything, but the Barbies that could ride horses, absolutely. But, um... I mostly focused on the horses like the Barbies were just there as like extra I didn't really need them it was the horse was the star of the show so I had so many of these like barns from Briars and like the saddles that would go on the horse and I would group the horses into like families like by color so I'd have all of like the spot horses together and then I'd have all of the ones that were like playing colors together and then like I would group them I would turn the hallway into my house into the biggest farm that you could ever imagine um the barns were all connected I had like pastures everywhere um I did have two Barbies but they were not like the stiff lame ones you know they were the ones that were flexible and you could put like on the horse in the saddle and they could ride those were the only two that I allowed to have a house and their house was in my room it was kind of like lame not the best but they did have a yellow beetle car like the the Volkswagen things I think the Volkswagen logo was actually on my yellow Barbie car love that for them they were designer and they also had a horse trailer that I would connect to the yellow barbie car and now that i think of it the transmission on that thing had to have blown like at least three times there's no way that that little volkswagen beetle bug car could pull an entire horse trailer with like six horses that i would jam in there so my um hallway horse pasture so i'd set up the barns i'd have like the little fences and the pastures i also had these like trees that were plastic looking and you would just click 
the leaves on the top of it and the leaves were like flat so it looked like some type of tree that belonged in like the Sahara Desert. <laughs> but I had to decorate their pasture for them so I'd put like the little trees out there. I know I had like a fake pond looking thing I'd put out there. Um, there were like buckets. I would set them all up in the hallway. My poor parents, you know, they really had to like dodge the farm that I was building in the middle of the house. But I also had some really cool briars and I kind of regret taking them out of the box because if you search up briar horses now, they are very, very expensive. And like a lot of people like sell them for like collectibles and stuff. And I like ripped them out of their box. I didn't care. They were about to join my farm. Also, some of the horses I have, I don't even think were briars because my like favorite one that I remember I played with a lot, it was like light pink. Its mane and tail was super glittery purple. Like I don't think that was from Briar and also the one that jumped I believe that was actually from Barbie. Next thing I have were um this like marble thing. You'd make obstacle courses and the marbles would like spin through it and go crazy. That was like these plastic pieces you'd stick together and make like tubes looking thing. I don't know there's like a spiral you could put it through and then you just let your marbles go down and they would like spin through this thing. I actually saw a kid recently I don't know who it was one of my many little small cousins had this and I was like no way like I had this when I was younger too you just play with the marbles. <laughs> I also had like the same thing it was an obstacle course like thingy with just really plastic pieces definitely not good for the earth but it was for dominoes there was like this bridge thing that you'd put the dominoes on and they would like go up the stairs and then you like hit the domino at the beginning and then they would all fall down the stairs and there's like little bell things they'd fall on and like make a bell go off and then it would like push the next um domino train thing to go and they were all color coded so you could like make really cool pictures and designs with it which i was really bad at i never did that but i did think as soon as i successfully made a domino go over the domino bridge thing and hit the bell that i like literally won everything i was so cool i don't think my marbles had a bell okay i'm not exactly sure of the name of this one but i wrote it down as aquadots i think and they also got banned for a minute because they were like super toxic <laughs> But I still had it. I don't know. And then when they came back, they renamed them. But I believe the OG original toxic ones were called Aquadots. And they were these little plastic, tiny little bead things. You'd put it in like a tray and they'd have like a picture underneath the tray. So you could like follow the design. You could make an elephant. You could make like a little tree, like stuff like that. So you'd put your beads in the little tray and then you'd spray it with just water and it would melt and it would make them like super tacky and then you let them dry and then when they dry you take them out and it would be stuck together and in your design thing that you made and they'd be like a little sticky and squishy and plastic <laughs> lovely and they were definitely so good for the earth i wonder where they are all at right now probably in a landfill somewhere all right this next one has a very similar name but like totally different concept it was aqua sand. It, you would fill a bowl with water and then play with the sand like underneath of the water. It came in all these different colors. You had little rakes and shovels and to put it in the water it would be in this like squishy little bottle thingy and you'd squish it out and you could make like towers with it. But the thing about the aqua sand is once you took it 
out of the water it would just be dry like normal sand i'm actually still very impressed by this like how how did you do that how was that made because it was intriguing and i played with that for a little and then i think i lost it it's probably somewhere with my aqua dots my aqua dots and my aqua sand is somewhere I also think aqua sand is still a thing, but I believe they call it like magic sand. Okay, this next one. I remember seeing commercials and thinking it was like the coolest thing ever and I was about to jump like so high, like above the trees. I was so excited. Moon shoes. <laughs> they were these very large, clunky, purple things that you just like put your shoes on and then there are these rubber bands that would hold you up and then you jumped on the moon shoes like a portable trampoline type thing but in the commercials they show these kids jumping so high and going so fast and then when I got them they were big and they were clunky and they were very hard to move in and I don't even think that the like rubber bands let you jump that high like, they were really thick, and if you left them in the sun for literally, like, three hours, they would dry and, like, shrivel up and crack. So then you couldn't even jump because your rubber bands were done, and you had to order replacement rubber bands, which maybe that was the point. But also, I was, like, a very tiny kid, so maybe it was just I was too small for moon shoes, and that's why they wouldn't work. I don't know. I was so excited to get them, though, and I didn't even jump that high. And, like, there was one time where I did jump high and one of my rubber bands snapped. And that's when I noticed they were, like, all dry and crunchy from the sun. Okay, another shoe-related thing. I didn't have Heelys. I never had Heelys. I never had, like, the name brand Heelys. But I had a very close alternative. And it was a very aggressive, heavy wheel shoe. And you pressed a button on the side and the wheels popped out but instead of having like the two little wheels in your heel like Heelys does you had four wheels on each shoe so it turned out to be more like a roller skate instead of a Heely and you couldn't easily like click them back in you had to like hold in the button and push your wheels back in and like there was no way you could do it standing like you had to sit down and put your wheels back in. Walking normally in these shoes after you put the wheels back inside I was like fee fi fo fumming around the house. I thought I was going to crack the wood floor that I was walking on. They were so hard and they were also so heavy. But also, again, like I said, with the moon shoes, I was so tiny. I was probably like 30 pounds at best. So maybe that's why they just seemed so heavy and like clunky and hard. And all cool shoes were just so thick and hard. All right, this next thing, light brights. I love them. I'm not sure if they still make them or not, but I feel like every kid needs a light bright. And if you don't know what a light bright is, it's like this little box and it has a bunch of little holes and there's a light in the middle and you turn it on and you get these little plastic clear colored peg things and you just stick them in the little holes on the light bright and then you make light pictures with the little colors i don't know how to explain it but i loved my light bright they were so cool and then you had like little drawers to keep your pegs in and they also made little papers that you could put on the side of the light bright and then follow the designs so you didn't have to like make your own design you could use the papers everyone deserves a light bright that and an easy bake oven i feel like every kid needs to experience a light bright and an easy bake oven and why don't they why isn't that like so popular anymore I honestly don't know what the popular kids' toys are anymore, but I hope it's those. I hope they come back and make a return. 
Oh, I don't think this next one is a thing anymore either. They were called Sky Dancers, I think. I had so many of these, and I love, like, the base of these things matched each fairy. So it was like a fairy that would click into the base. You'd pull a string, and it would make them, like, spin really fast and fly off the base, and then they would just, like, slowly spin to the ground. And I loved them. Each fairy had, like, its own little theme thing. I think my favorite, again, was blonde because, like, it matched my hair. As a kid, like, if I looked like whatever toy I was playing with, I was so excited. So, my favorite was a blonde one, but it was light blue and sparkly one. And I used to get so mad that they always put the blonde characters in blue clothes. Because I wanted blonde hair with pink clothes because pink was my favorite, but they always just put me in blue. I mean, the blue was pretty nice. It was like a light, sparkly, pretty blue. So I still felt like a princess, but it wasn't pink. I also remember I used to play with my, I almost said light bright, my sky dancers outside because if I did it in the house, they would like slam into the ceiling. And in my front yard, I had these electric wires or like the telephone wire. I don't even know what they were. They were wires from a telephone pole. I flew one of my sky dancers into the wire that was coming out of the telephone pole and I was terrified when she came back down and hit the ground that if I touched her I was gonna get shocked because she like hit the wire and now she's like electrically charged but I never got shocked she was okay by the way okay we're gonna like make a little shift into like outdoorsy toys because like you know my sky dancers were outside so going with outside I also had a bug catcher cage looking thing it came with like a little net and then this little netted cage with a glass window thingy that you could put your bugs in and you could catch bugs but um instead of bugs and butterflies like everyone else did i um put frogs in it (laughs) i would get um five gallon buckets from my grandparents house because they lived right next door to me And the five-gallon buckets, I would make them into, like, little mini aquariums for them. And then all day, while I was playing outside, I would have a frog in a bucket to come with me on my outdoors adventures. I was very lonely. That's that's how you know I was an only child, because my friend was um, a frog in a five-gallon bucket. I do want to say a disclaimer, though. I never killed or hurt any of the frogs after I was done with my outdoor adventure for the day I would release the frogs back into the wild I don't know I honestly think some of them liked hanging out with me though like they never tried to escape they're kind of just like vibing in their little habitat inside the Home Depot bucket that I made for them another thing with like bugs and outdoors um they had this butterfly thing where you could order caterpillars in the mail and raise them does anyone know what I'm talking about? It was like you would buy a box and the box would have like a butterfly house in it. It was like a big netted tube looking thing. And then you would call the number on the back of the box or like on the paper or something and you would order the caterpillars in the mail and they would mail you them and then you just like put them in the thing and they turn into cocoons and then you'd have butterflies in a couple weeks. That kind of makes me think of sea monkeys. I don't remember if sea monkeys came in the mail or not, but for some reason I think that you bought sea monkeys when they were like dry and you would just water them and then they would come to life. I think that's how a sea monkey worked. 
Okay, and then I wrote two more things down that have nothing to do with anything that I just said. But because I was an only child, when there were games that was very easy for me to entertain myself and I didn't need anyone to play with me because no one would play with me because it was only me and I was lonely. These two games are like good for only child syndrome childs, okay? Elephant because you would just put the butterflies in the elephant and then turn it on and they would like blow out their trunk and you can run around with the net and catch them. You don't need any friends for that. Perfect. No siblings required. And then Hungry Hungry Hippos. I loved playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. I was always the pink hippo. You can play it without any siblings. You just put the little white marble thingies in there and you just try to eat them all with your only hippo. Okay, guys, that is all I have for you. If you're doing Christmas shopping for a small child this year, get them an Easy Bake Oven or a Light Bright immediately. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't, please give this podcast a rate on your streaming platform and follow the Instagram at underscore thoughts podcast.